St. Clair, and I'm joined by my two fabulous co-hosts. I'm Vince. And I'm Daphne. <laughs> wow, that was so nice. <laughs> oh, how, how civil. Um, and speaking of civil, it's time for a civil war. We Yay. are going to be doing a really just like quick and dirty overview of the Trojan War today. Um, and only really from the vantage point of trying to contextualize why Ares, as opposed to Mars for the Romans, but Ares for the Greeks, was sort of the most reviled and uh, least liked of all the gods, both by the mortals and by the gods. And so we're going to get into that, you know, and try and figure it out today. So <laughs> what do you guys know of the Trojan War? I know you teach it, Fence. So I know you know a lot. That's unfair. Um, That's an unfair yeah. advantage. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, so I mostly teach the Odyssey. So I actually know, like, a solid amount about the Iliad, but, like, there's definitely some big gaps. Okay. Um, I've yeah, read the Iliad, but it's been a while. Like, I know I you. probably, you know, Trojan War 101, but I'm sure this is all going to be a lot of refresher that will come back to me. Well, interestingly, we are going to be quoting <laughs> from the Iliad today, which is something we haven't really done before, is quote the, you know, the ancient works. We've only really quoted like ancient writers who were ancient historians and everybody else, but we haven't really quoted like the ancient epic poems. So we'll be doing that today. We're actually going to get started where all terrible, horrible, and warlike things happen, uh, which is at a wedding. <laughs> so weddings were like a really big deal for the gods. And so when Peleus and Thetis were to be married, all the gods, the Daimonas and the spirits, they were all invited to the festivities. Everybody except for one, Eris. Eris was the goddess of strife and discord. And wherever she went, there was sure to be some major fucking drama. So of course they didn't invite her. Well, Eris was not having this and was furious yeah. at not being invited to the party of the year. So she hatched a plan. She gathered up her golden apples and chose the finest one, inscribing it with delicate calligraphy. The wedding went off without a hitch, and at the reception, the mood was light and the energy was joyous. It was at this point that Eris struck. Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena had been standing together, sharing some ambrosia and some nectar and some conversation when there was a loud thud on the ground. The three goddesses looked down, and there was a perfect, stunning golden apple laying on the grass between them. Now, this was not just any golden apple. This was a golden apple of the Hesperides, and their magic was terrifying. We've discussed them before. One of these apples cast between lovers, friends, family, could result in bloodshed and betrayal at the drop of a hat, as no one who laid eyes on one of these apples could resist or rest until they had obtained it for themselves. And this specific apple would live in infamy as the Apple of Discord. Aphrodite reached down and picked it up and read the inscription. For the fairest god in all Olympus. She blushed, accepting the gift, which was obviously intended for the laughter-loving queen of beauty, love, and sex. 
But Hera immediately rebuked her, demanding the apple, proclaiming that she, as the queen of the gods, was the true target of such an illustrious gift. And then Athena jumped in as well, demanding to know just how the chaste virgin, the triumphant warrior, the wisest of all the gods, was not the perfect recipient of such a blessing. Thankfully, the goddesses did not break out into a full-fledged battle right then and there. Instead, they spotted Zeus walking towards them, jovial in the party's glow, and called him over. Hey, hey, Zeus, 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 come, honey, Hello? come here. Can you come over here really quick? <laughs> Can you just come over? Right now? Yeah, right now. Can you come over here? We need some set help my settling. Two plates. Okay, yeah. I think you, I you can eat in a minute. This is Dad, very important. Some... Dad, it's Athena. Come here, real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Here, okay. Get well, over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> wow, it's a really big room. It's amazing. Yeah. So we have. We just have something we need. We're gonna need your help, as uh, mm. you know, <laughs> as Zeus himself. We're gonna need you to help us solve a little problem we're having here it, so dad look, he's not wait, have you seen but, one of these okay oh yeah so what's that doing down here well i don't know it just landed in the, between the three of us and we're trying it, to figure out who it was meant for because i <laughs> grabbed it first but then of course there you know a, a grabby little hands came in to try to get it away from me and i just i can you tell them please that it was intended for me let me see the ha Okay, see, this is why, you know, I'm the king, and you all are, you know, up there. But, like, your wife, ins- yeah. It's clearly inscribed on the apple. It says right here who it belongs to. It says to the parents. <coughs> um, Go on. Did he no, just, I was saying. Did he just try to flex on us that he could read? I was saying that <laughs> I, it, I think, it, I mean, he mumbled through it, so. It was a context that was needed is on the apple. That's what I was trying to, I was trying to say. Well, daddy Zeus, I think it must be me, Aphrodite, who it's meant for, because clearly I'm the goddess of love, beauty, and sex. Who else could be fairer than me? Just the queen herself. That's all. Okay. But everyone's trying to just gloss over the fact queen. that, like, I'm the chaste virgin, the queen, like, the, well, okay, I'm not the queen, but, like, you're the queen, uh, but I'm the queen uh, of e- war. You're not the queen. I'm the queen. Okay, Zeus, I'm can you queen. please? Hera, everyone knows, no, Hera, everyone well, everybody knows, knows queen. I'm the queen of beauty. Like, she, made a, she made a mistake. It's okay, Athena. So what, um, will you just settle this already because it's getting a little bit frustrating <laughs> to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so here's, okay, so... Yeah, no, no, no. I know how we're going to... I know exactly what we're going to do because... You're going to tell us. You're going to just tell us. It ha, Better. While I may be distracted by, like, food... Has anybody like, looked at the back of it? Is there a name? Running the, like, <laughs> you know, the sky, throwing thunderbolt. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm concerned of. So I'm going to give you someone who will singularly be focused on this issue. Guy by the name of Paris. Great guy. Um, you know, right down on the, there's this mountain. There's okay, so there's this big pasture where there's some really nice horses. <sighs> Uncle Poseidon, is that you? There's a mountain. <laughs> I'm just the earth. You know, there's plenty of stuff down there. Um, so then there's a mountain, Ida, I believe, Mount Ida. Uh, Paris. He's a herd. Real nice guy. I feel like you could just say one name, but you're sending us on a quest. I could do that. 
it would just take me a little longer. Why are you so mad, Hera? Let's go down and find out exactly who was supposed to win. It's I'm tired. Like you're this upset <sighs> that your name hasn't been said yet, but we're gonna go find out whose name it is. Well, no just, one's uh, name has been said yet, but you're right. Fine, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Hermes will take the apple, and I'll be here uh, waiting. You go back to the for... buffet. I'll see you at the buffet later. Okay. I don't know if I trust Hermes with that apple. He's a little light in them winged loafers, if you know what I mean. No, Hermes is... He might snatch that apple up for himself and run off. <laughs> I, I'd argue with you, but honestly, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him a good... I'll talk to him. All I'm right? sorry uh, to everyone that I tried to make Aphrodite into, like, Miss Piggy. Aphrodite meets, like, is hilarious. Scarlett O'Hara meets Mae West. I don't know what I was doing, but... Uh, why? I, I was like, oh shit, I forgot somebody has to be Aphrodite. And immediately my mind went to like, to Southern Belle. I'd love to kiss you, but I just washed my hair. Yeah, you know? that like, was like Blanche from the Streetcar. Yeah, totally. Desire. I always depend on the kindness of strangers. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Come up and see me some time, boys. <laughs> so. Uh, so the goddesses sought out the mortal named Paris and found him tending his flock. Hermes had delivered the apple, and it was decided that Paris, who had previously proved himself a judge of exceeding fairness, would judge the contest between the goddesses who had agreed to accept the results. Aphrodite just showed up naked, apparently, and so when the other two <laughs> goddesses saw this and how Paris was looking at her form, they immediately disrobed as well. Wow. What? Paris is having Ancient a great day. Good yeah. God. Also, can we talk about, like, a mortal judging three goddesses? And, and the goddesses still have to gods? get naked. Yeah. Yeah. For him to be like. So, anyway. So, he's Classic. apparently <laughs> stunned and dazzled. Right? Um, and he, he doesn't know really what to do, obviously. And then, so, each of them is standing there naked, staring at him. And Athena, in her wisdom, is the first to think, well, what if I sweeten the pot? Like, what What if I, you know, maybe I can, it wouldn't be a bribe, but maybe I could get him to, you know, sway my way. So Athena offers him wisdom, skill, and heroic renown in battle, promising that his name would never be forgotten. Huh. <laughs> Hera, trying to do one better, offers to make him the king of Europe and Asia Minor. A title and role so glorious that it had never existed before. <laughs> and Aphrodite just watched all of this with a wry little smile. And when the other goddesses were done speaking, she stepped forward, fluttered her lashes, and looked at Paris, and offered him the true love of the world's most beautiful woman. <sighs> Paris had been so preoccupied fearing for his life <laughs> that, you know, should he anger one or more of these goddesses, that he almost didn't hear Aphrodite speak. However, when he finally did make sense of what she had said, his eyes flashed to her and she knew she had him. And so Paris, fool that he was, chose Aphrodite. There was just one problem, though. The most beautiful woman in the whole world? Her name was Helen, and she was married. Yes, you may think to yourself immediately, oh, Helen, Helen of Troy. Yes, Helen of Troy is what she would be called after all of this, but before that, she was Helen of Sparta. Helen of Sparta. Helen of Sparta. Yeah. And so Paris snuck into Sparta where she reigned as queen and then stole away with her. Some say that he kidnapped her. The more common versions say that she was happy to leave because she was unhappy in her marriage. And they fled back to Troy and thus began the Trojan War. 
And the gods would have just as much of a role to play in this war as would the humans who were fighting in it. They actually chose sides. On the side of the Greeks was Hera, Athena, Hephaestus, and Thetis. On the side of the Trojans was Aphrodite, Artemis, Apollo, and Poseidon. And those who refused to take a side were Zeus, Hades, Hermes, Iris, Persephone, Demeter, and Ares. Now, you should note here, some gods who were, like, quote-unquote uncommitted ended up supporting the will of Zeus and therefore the Greeks in the sort of end game of this whole thing. Hmm. There's certain reasons that certain people had, like Aphrodite was like, I'm with the Trojans because obviously I'm the one who made this guy fall in love with her. I can't be like, what he was wrong, you know? So, (laughs) you know, she's like, true love shall conquer. (laughs) And she just, you know, is on their side. And, you know, Athena and Hera are very much on the Greek side, but, you know, Zeus and a lot of the other gods are like, yeah, we don't have any part in this. We don't know what you guys are up to. So basically everything's kind of fine. The Trojan War is going off. They're kind of doing like, you know, the God version of risk with like these two warring city states. (laughs) And the thing is, is that Zeus at the front of all of this was like, oh, cool. A war is happening and you guys are involved. Great. Uh, One rule to just like remember you guys can exert as much influence as you want but nobody can counteract fate that's not even a rule he's just like reminding them but the rule is none of you can actually start like fighting in the war you have to just like use your influence okay Mm. setting the stage now what does all of this have to do with Ares well he had one hell of a time in the Trojan War initially Ares refused to take a side because Ares is like a pig and shit Ares like there's a giant war happening people are dying there's bloodshed people are mad there's war cries happening I don't need to pick a side this Fun. is my shit yeah. you know what I mean it's like asking you know the producer at the like the venue owner to choose at the battle of the bands like no I'm happy there's an event happening yeah. I'm good you know so all of that would have been fine right he's happy there's a war happening he doesn't take sides which would have been fine. But then he promised Hera and Athena he would side with them and the Greeks, which would also have been fine. But then Aphrodite came a-calling and convinced him to break that promise and join her and the Trojans. And that was not fine. (laughs) So Athena rebuked him, saying, and this is from the Iliad, violent Ares, that thing of fury, evil wrought, that double-faced liar who even now protested to Hera and me promising that he would fight against the Trojans and stand with the Argives, which is the Greeks. Now all promises forgotten, he stands by the Trojans. So she's already made her declaration, okay? The Iliad begins with the mustering of the Trojan army and her allies and the rallying of the Greeks against Troy itself, seeking to sack the city outright. Battle lines are drawn. The fight begins with the gods themselves descending to earth to fight, protecting and aiding those they favored. Now, this wasn't allowed, okay? Yeah. But until one of them tries to actually fight a human, it's fine, okay? It's kind of implied that, like, the humans can't see them, right? Mm -hmm. Although Athena's hero, Diomedes, can because she blessed him with, like, sight. So he can see the gods. So he can see her. But it turns out he can also see the other gods. And he's like, knows what the fuck they're doing. So everything's fine because everybody's just like protecting their people or like influencing them, giving them a little zhuzh. Like, not a big deal. Uh, But then, like, Ares is Ares. 
and there's a we're in the middle of a war so he got a little carried away <laughs> and he basically like kind of reveals his god self to a certain extent not enough to immolate anybody but enough to have the trojans freak the fuck out uh-huh. he screams out a fearsome battle cry and then basically like leads the charge of the trojans <laughs> And Athena is, like, discreetly in the background leading the Greeks, but is like, oh, you want to play, motherfucker? Like, okay. (laughs) So Ares starts fighting really fiercely. And immediately, gray-eyed Athena, who's, you know, remember, the wisest, Mm -hmm. she takes him by the hand, she leads him away, and she says, Ares, Ares, man-slaughtering, blood-stained, stormer of strong walls, shall we not leave the Trojans and the Greeks to struggle after whatever way Father Zeus grants glory to either, while we two give ground together and avoid Zeus's anger? So she spoke and led violent Ares out of the fighting and afterwards caused him to sit down by the sands of Scamandros while the Greeks bent the Trojans back, okay? So she successfully kind of pacifies him and is like, yo, sit your ass down. We already know what the rules are. We just got started. Listen, remember, I'm war two. We're having a good time. It's a war. This is going to go really badly if you piss dad off. So, like, just calm down and, like, let's not (laughs) not not get in trouble here, yeah. Right. They'll take away all our now, toys. <laughs> and, and and honestly, it would have worked. It absolutely would have worked. But Aphrodite was still on the battlefield. Mm. And she was attempting to save her son, Aeneas, when she got struck by the spear of a mortal, that one named Diomedes. Diomedes. <laughs> <laughs> Iris immediately carried her off to Ares, who granted them his chariot to return to Olympus. Now, you would have thought, like, her... And by the way, I think she gets, like, pierced, like, in her wrist or something. They make it seem like a very small thing. She gets, like, a hangnail. And she's like, oh! And Iris has to, like, summon up a rainbow to get her out there. You know, like, it's, like, a whole thing. (laughs) I kind of love the idea of, like, Iris being, like, the med team in a war zone that, like, has to, like, (laughs) conjure up rainbows to get fallen soldiers out of the way. Like, I do like that. So, you know, they go right to... Ares and Aphrodite's like, oh, that horrible human. Like, I need to get out of here. Can I use your chariot? And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. So they like go off in a thundering chariot and they go back to Olympus. And there's also this really like shitty moment where basically like she goes to Zeus, like seeking comfort, and he like kind of belittles her and like castigates her and is like, leave fighting to Athena and to Ares. Like, you, you have no place on a battlefield. Ouch. Like, that's what you get. He's and like, you're the like, pretty one. Just go home. You know, girl. like, she's sensitive, Zeus. Like, let yeah, her be. Rude. So, anyway. She was also trying to save her son. She's trying to save her son. She's like, like I had on. a personal reason. Also, you know, name me a time when you're like, yes, Athena, uh, uh, Aphrodite clearly put on a whole bunch of armor to get onto the battlefield. She's probably naked, barely yeah. covered with long flowing hair standing <laughs> on a conch shell. Like, my son, get in the conch shell. You know, like, she's probably not doing much. She's not trying <laughs> to do this. <laughs> and the fact that this guy can see her and decides to go after her is like a deep act of hubris. He should not have yeah. done that. Okay? Yeah. Like, I can't overstate that That's enough. Especially up. to her. Like, if Athena's bearing down on you and you defend yourself like you're probably fucked but what were you what's aphrodite gonna do yeah what are you doing to aphrodite she doesn't have any weapons (laughs) no 
So then he's still chilling in the sand. Like, I don't know what kind of fucking magic Athena worked, but he's just kind of like, she hit the off switch. Yeah. And Ares is just chilling, watching the ocean while everybody's fighting. Like, he's not <laughs> doing shit. It's like that Turkish coffee sand where it's real hot and they make coffee by like moving the pot around in the, in the hot sand. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just Ares moving his feet around in the sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Apollo then runs up to Ares. And is like, okay, I just saved Aphrodite's kid, but like, what the fuck are you doing? This mortal is out here. He just tried to kill Aphrodite, and now he just tried to charge at me. Well, that snapped him out of it. Like that was like, okay, this is enough. I'm I'm done. And so something broke, and then here comes Ares full bore. Okay, so Ares descends once more and drives the Trojans onward. Now, Hera and Athena see this and they mark it as a trespass against the rules which had been previously agreed upon by all the gods dictated by zeus that they could influence the war but they couldn't actually fight in it and so they set out to help the greeks stopping first to tell zeus what has happened and it's at this point that zeus finally relents on the rules okay it's like do whatever the fuck you want whatever (laughs) he joins the greeks and then tells all the other gods of olympus you can get in the fight if you want and take whatever side you want. I don't fucking care. This is going down. So it's over. Or don't. <laughs> yeah. So this is from the Iliad, Zeus addressing the gods. All you go down wherever you may go among the Greeks and Trojans and give help to either side as your own pleasure directs you. So spoke the son of Cronus and woke the incessant battle and the gods went down to enter the fighting. Ares of the Shining Helm went over to the Trojans, and with him, Apollo of the Unshorn Hair, and the Lady of Eros, Artemis, and smiling Aphrodite, Leto, and the river god Xanthos. After the Olympians merged in the men's company, strong Eris, whose hatred, remind you, uh, defender of peoples, burst out, and Athena bellowed, while on the other side, Ares, in the likeness of a dark storm cloud, bellowed. Now from the peak of the citadel, urging the Trojans sharply on, now running beside the sweet banks of Simois, so the blessed gods, stirring on the opponents, drove them together and broke out among themselves the weight of their quarrel. A crash sounded as the gods came driving together in wrath. For now over against Poseidon, Apollo took his stand with his feathered arrows and against Ares, the goddess gray-eyed Athena. So basically, it's an all-out war of the gods. I mean, we are in Endgame now, okay? This is like the crime. This is 28 movies to get to this point, okay? <laughs> so, you know, they're going at it. And also, at several points in the Iliad, it's totally, like, alluded to that they're giants. That, mm-hmm. like, somehow, you know how, like, sometimes in depictions, the gods are human, but they're fucking huge? Yeah. That's what it starts getting to look like. They're not human like, size. No. Anymore, and that this war right is happening around their feet like all the humans are like going at each other and like the gods are going at each other so it's a war on two scales you can imagine it yeah i love that zeus was like trying like i feel like all these zeus quotes are like zeus being the coach like i imagine these conversations all happening in a huddle you know he's like you go over there you go over there okay never mind fuck it do whatever you want let's just meet up for pizza after you know (laughs) (laughs) if you survive we'll see you at pizza hut yeah so weird so at this point the two factions of gods then engage in just complete open conflict all right from the iliad 
Upon the other gods descended the wearisome burden of hatred, and the wind of their fury blew from division, and they collided with a grand crash, the broad earth echoing, and the huge sky sounded as with trumpets. Zeus heard it from where he sat on Olympus and was amused in his deep heart for pleasure as he watched the gods' collision in conflict. Thereafter they stood not long apart from each other, for Ares began it, the shield-stabber, and rose up against Athena with the brazen spear in his hand, and spoke a word of revilement. Why once more, you dogfly, have you stirred up trouble among the gods with the blast of your blown fury and the pride of your heart driving you? Do you not remember how you set on Diomedes, Tidius' son, to spear me, and yourself laying hold of the far-seen pike pushed it straight into me and tore my skin in its beauty? So now I am minded to pay you back for all you have done to me. So, really quick for context, he's that he just said that to Athena. And he said that because when he was on the field, before she, like, tried to pacify him, okay, or directly after, I'm trying to remember, but either way, she directs Diomedes to him and, like, keeps him safe through the battle and is like, yeah, get him. Because she knows that Diomedes can see Ares. Mm -hmm. And he launches his spear at Ares and Athena drives it home into, like, Ares really really good okay so basically he rises up he's about to come down on athena and he says this basically being like who the fuck do you think you are sending a mortal to do your dirty business you wanted to fucking throw down let's do it okay he spoke and stabbed against the ghastly aegis with fluttering straps which gave way not even before the bolt of zeus lightning There, blood-dripping Ares made his stab with the long spear, but Athena, giving back, caught up in her heavy hand a stone that lay in the plain, black and rugged and huge, one which men of a former time had set there as a boundary marker of the cornfield. With this, she hit furious Ares in the neck and unstrung him. He spread... I think that means knocked him out. Yeah. (laughs) He spread over seven acres in his fall, and his hair dragged in the dust, and his armor clashed. But Pallas Athena, laughing, stood above him and spoke to him in the winged words of triumph. You child, you did not think even this time how much stronger I can claim I am than you, when you match your fury against mine. Therefore you are paying atonement to your mother's furies, since she is angry and wishes you ill, because you abandoned the the Greeks and have given your aid to the insolent Trojans. She spoke and turned the shining of her eyes away. But taking Ares by the hand, the daughter of Zeus, Aphrodite, led him away, groaning always, his strength scarce gathered back into him. But now, as the goddess of the white arms, Hera, noticed her immediately, she spoke to Pallas Athena, her winged words, For shame now, daughter of Zeus of the Aegis, here again is this dogfly leading murderous Ares out of the fighting and through the confusion. Quick, go after her. She spoke, and Athena swept in pursuit, heart full of gladness, and caught up with her and drove a blow at her breasts with her ponderous hand, so that her knees went slack and the heart inside her. Those two both lay, sprawled on the generous earth, but Athena stood above them and spoke to them in winged words of triumph. Now may all who bring their aid to the Trojans be in such case as these, when they do battle with the armored Greeks, as daring and as unfortunate as now Aphrodite came companion in arms to Ares and faced my fury. So we should long ago have rested after our fighting, once having utterly stormed the strong-founded city of Ilion. She spoke, and the goddess of the white arms, Hera, 
smiled on her. This is, you know, she's just knocking bitches out. Like, <laughs> Athena really is kind of earning yeah. her title right now. And Hera is, you know, coordinating the whole thing and is absolutely thrilled with it. <laughs> yeah. So after a whole lot more fighting, the Greeks crafted the Trojan horse as their final move. And this incensed the gods once more, especially those who had allied with the Trojans and were now descending to destroy it. Athena sought to stop Ares and they fell into battle once more until Zeus called it to an end and forced the gods to withdraw and to let Troy fall. When imperious Zeus, far from the gods, had gone to Oceanus' streams and Tethys' caves, and the Greeks were constructing the wooden horse, strife rose between the immortals. Heart with heart was set at variance. Riding on the blasts of winds, from heaven to earth they swooped. The air crashed round them. Lighting down by Xanthos' stream, arrayed they stood against each other. These for the Greeks, for the Trojans, those. And all their souls were thrilled with the lust of war. There gathered, too, the lords of the wide sea. These and their wrath were eager to destroy the horse of guile and all the ships and those fair Ilion. But all contriving fate held them therefrom and turned their hearts to strife against each other. Ares to the fray rose first and on Athena rushed. Thereat fell each on other, clashed around their limbs, the golden arms celestial as they charged. Round them the wide sea thundered, the dark earth quaked neath the mortal feet. Rang from them all far-peeling battle shouts. That awful cry rolled up to the broad-arching heaven and down even to Hades' fathomless abyss. Trembled the titans there in the depths of gloom. Ida's long ridges sighed, sobbed clamorous streams of ever-flowing rivers, groaned ravines far-furrowed, Greek ships and Priam's towers. Yet men feared not, nor not they knew of all that strife by heaven's decree. Then her high peaks, the gods' hands wrenched from Ida's crest and hurled against each other. But like crumbling sands, shivered, they fell round those invincible limbs, shattered to small dust. But the mind of Zeus, at the utmost verge of earth, was ware of all. Straight left he, Oceanus' stream, and to wide heaven ascended, charioted upon the winds, the east, the north, the west, the south, in the shape of horses. For Iris rainbow-plumed led neath the yoke of his eternal ear the stormy team, the car which time the immortal framed for him of adamant with never-wearying hands. So came he to Olympus' great ridge, his wrath shook all the firmament as crashed from east to west his thunders lightnings gleamed as thick and fast his fun his thunderbolts poured to earth and flamed the limitless welkin terror fell upon the hearts of those immortals quaked the limbs of all i deathless though they were then themis trembling for them swift as thought leapt down through the clouds and came with speed to them for in the strife she only had no part and stood between the fighters and cried, Forbear the conflict! Oh, when Zeus is wroth, it ill beseems that everlasting gods should fight for men's sake, creatures of a day. Else shall ye be all suddenly destroyed, for Zeus will tear up all the hills and hurl them upon you. Sons nor daughters will he spare, but bury neath one ruin of shattered earth all of you. No escape shall ye find thence to light, in horror of darkness, prisoned evermore. Dreading Zeus's menace, they gave heed to her, from strife refrained, and cast away their wrath, and were made one in peace and amity. Some heavenward soared, some plunged into the sea, on earth stayed the others. 
So Jeez. that is how the War of the Gods during the Trojan War, which has always been the most interesting thing to me, wrapped up. That's a mess. <laughs> it's a hot, shitty mess. And I think my favorite part, because it gives so much context, like I was trying to give earlier, of like, well, why is Ares thought of the way he is? Well, you got to remember how important Homer's works were to the Greeks and to, you know, uh, the Iliad, of course, right? So there's this part in the Iliad where basically after Diomedes' spear led by, like, guided by Athena pierces him and he has to, like, retreat from the battle because he's so badly wounded. So basically he takes off for Olympus to, like, heal himself, mm -hmm. right? And he's making this, like, horrible sound as he's getting there. And basically Zeus greets him at Olympus. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> Zeus expresses a recurring Greek revulsion toward the god when Ares returns wounded and complaining from the battlefield at Troy. Then, looking at him darkly, Zeus, who gathers the clouds, spoke to him. Do not sit beside me and whine, you double-faced liar. To me, you are the most hateful of all gods who hold Olympus, forever quarreling as dear to your heart, wars, and battles. And yet I will not long endure to see you in pain, since you are my child, and it was to me that your mother bore you. But were you born of some other god, and proved so ruinous, long since you would have been dropped beneath the gods of the bright sky. Holy shit. This ambivalence is expressed also in the Greeks' association of Ares with the Thracians, whom they regarded as a barbarous, warlike people, and it was Thrace that was thought to be Ares' birthplace yeah. and his true home. And his refuge after the episode that happens between him, Aphrodite, and Hephaestus that we'll talk about in Hephaestus' episode. I feel like if Zeus is saying all that shit about you, you must be pretty bad. <laughs> like, damn. Zeus is, is, like, put off by how violent you are and, like, oh, my. It's pretty bad. Right? <laughs> it's just, like, there's never really a good time when Ares is around. Yeah. Right. Like, at least with like the dismemberment that like Dionysus brings, there's at least like a good time either proceeding or proceeding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say before and after. There might be some yeah. like tense moments in between, but you know, it's fine. It's like everyone else like does something where Zeus can be like, okay, cool. Except for Ares. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so evident of Ares' nature too that like he starts shit a lot and he doesn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like if he was like undefeated, everybody would be like, yeah, he's okay. a dick. But like, holy yeah. shit, he's good at what good. he does. Shit, yeah. You know, but to be talking that much shit and starting that much shit and then to get your ass laid out, you know what I mean? That yeah. was like really, that like shook me when I first like kind of realized that about Ares. Because like, you know, normally you think, all right, it's a god of war. They're probably pretty good at it. That's probably why they're the god of it. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like, yeah, you read more about Ares and you're like, oh. That's like finding minute. out that like everything Hephaestus builds falls apart. Like, yeah. he's just like, a fucking whoa. tinkerer who doesn't actually, he's not good at what he does. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh no. And I imagine, I mean, since they were in such good contact with Egypt. You know, I imagine they're they're getting to see some other gods of war as well. They're just looking at Ares like, bro, can you get it together? Be better at this, like, at least. Get better or go away. Or go away. Yeah, yeah. You're very like, annoying. Take, take a couple classes with Athena, like, low-key, and then come back better. Or, like, just or take... Stop. Do you want to take a vacation in Egypt? Maybe yeah. and like learn something. <laughs> How about we do like a cultural like student exchange yeah, and like exchange you know yeah. we can do that. Send you right on over there, right, right across the pond. <laughs> Yikes! So what do we think of today's story? 
The Iliad is wild. The yeah. Iliad is wild. It's like, wait a minute. Why are they fighting? You know? Like, you get to the actual, like, wait, this is, like, actually, like, this is a gigantic cultural, like, warfare. Yeah. Over this thing that, like, contextually to us seems pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I don't know, it's just, like, a very and it's not, different context. It's not like a, people think about it like one battle on a, a field in the ancient world. They went at it for ten years. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, ten years of them just scrapping, like, yeah. constantly. Yes. Like, trying to devastate each other. That's a long time. Yeah, (laughs) that's a long time. When your life expectancy is, like, 35, that's a long time. (laughs) And they're not even, like, they're not even, like, right next door to each other. No. Like, there's, like, some travel you have to do to get over there. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to wait for six months on this boat. But when I get over there, it's all Uh, over for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing push-ups on the deck of the boat. That's it. As soon as I get to Troy, boy, let's go. Like, it takes a long time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like three but months you in, also, you're like, you need to be like at least somewhat good at navigation, which we turns out they kind of weren't because you're yeah. trying to get swole on deck while you're also simultaneously becoming malnourished and yeah. not able to sustain your life. Yeah. And you're like three months in, and you look up and you see like Astara, and you're like, you know what? Maybe maybe this whole sword shit is not actually that important. Everyone's like, hey, 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 what is that? It's like, bro, look at this, look at this, look at that, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> just completely just went like I wonder what the drop off rate for like Not for soldiers was anymore. when they get to the shores of yeah. you're like you know what I'm gonna paint I'm gonna or do something, something else right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think, my, I think my, my favorite thing about the Trojan War is all of the like low rent seers that constantly oh my God, fuck shit yeah. up they're like I've had a vision and then they tell everybody their vision it's always like wrong and it pisses yeah. off the gods yeah. and like it's just bad news and it just makes things so much hilarious worse. It's like everyone was trying out their printer press during yes, the yes. war. It's like, I wonder if I typed this enough times, will people believe it? Right, like, <laughs> right. So, Amazing. all right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another M4. So this is a rip-roaring good time, and we're really excited about our episode to come out on Friday, which is our full episode on Aries. So... <laughs> that was... That was... That was, that was, yeah, that was my really bad in the background war scream. <laughs> We're just whispering into microphones. We just need to see if we can use the clip of uh, Xena screaming out her war cry. It's oh my god. Yeah. Perfect. Sick. Um, Yo, honestly... <laughs> We should talk about Xena, but that's another time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. If you want to get a hold of us and ask us questions about upcoming episodes and deities that we haven't covered yet, or if you just want to tell us what you think about the show, uh, you can shoot us an email to whengodwasqueer at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram and TikTok at whengodwasqueer. And you can also go to anchor.fm slash whengodwasqueer and leave us a voice note. And if we get some nifty ones, we're going to compile them and put them in a future episode, which I think will be really fun so other than that it's time for our cacophony of queerness and it's war cry edition so bring it on (laughs) (laughs) be gay (laughs) do crime the gods are always watching (laughs) bye bye toodaloo y'all see you later it's Aphrodite bye (laughs) 